and John got it going on brought to you by Firehouse Doors. You know speaking of Firehouse Doors we here in the LiftMaster 8365 studios will have a winner in last night's Wednesday night, uh, Wednesday night trivia. That's WNT. That it is. For you people in the know. <laughs> yes it is. And you know who guesses. you are. A lot of great guesses too. Yeah. Recent study finding 75% or three-quarter of adults have one had one of these as a kid and still have one today. Oh yeah. Podcast in the basement, not a no. correct answer. A hoop used to push with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's face it. That has been brought up when you, you think know. of old-timey times. Right, right. Who did that? Well, we're old, but not that not old. Not that old. Who played Kick the Can? Again, that's something you guys no. saw in, like, uh, Little Rascals. Sure. You know, that'd be the kind of thing they do in Little Rascals. Kick the can, push the hoop with the stick. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. In the 1930s. I, I, yeah. I think they were making that up. But that's just me. Yeah. But then again, I tell my kids things like, I used to play marbles. Go to school with my little marbles, and you play, and you draw the circle in the dirt. And you know, and my kids would be like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you're old. When were you? Were there dinosaurs <laughs> running behind you? <laughs> yeah, I'm old. I never played marbles, but. Yeah. You lost them all. Long time ago. Yeah, well, here you are. We'll get to uh, our two cent history lesson later on, and uh, Rich Perlberg joining us for the less you know. But before that, we'll start with local news brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. All right, here's what's going on. The Howell Area Chamber of Commerce has named Howell City Council member Steve Maynard as the Grand Marshal for the 2022 Fantasy of Lights Parade. Maynard's been on Howell City Council since 1999, serving in a variety of roles, including as Mayor Pro Tem. He came to city government after a long and distinguished career as a public school teacher that began in 1966 when he accepted a teaching position in Howell. He then moved up to Highlandway Middle School and then Howell High School. In July, Maynard was honored by the council for his decades of service with a reception and surprise proclamation of appreciation. The 2022 Fantasy of Lights Parade will be held Friday, November 25th in downtown Howell. Commuters through Livingston County this weekend may have some delays to contend with. The Michigan Department of Transportation is closing two lanes of eastbound I-96 in the Howell area for maintenance. That work, which will start at 8 p.m. Friday and run through 8 a.m. Sunday, will require closing two lanes of eastbound I-96 from Mason Road to Chilson Road. Motorists are advised to seek alternate routes. Good luck. What do you got, Grand River? And you got M59, I suppose, you know, if you want to go yeah. up that way, but you're screwed. Good luck with that. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, Clear University student has been bound over for trial on sexual assault charges following a dorm room incident last February on the college's Genoa Township campus. 20-year-old Dylan Lewis Sokol of Commerce Township faces two counts of third-degree criminal sexual conduct, force or coercion. Court records show he was bound over to Livingston County Circuit Court following a hearing Monday. According to testimony from Livingston County Sheriff's Detective Jason Davis, the reported assault occurred February 7th in a dorm room on the university's campus. Detective Davis said Sokol and the woman were watching a movie in a dorm room about 1.30 in the morning when she says they kissed. The woman reportedly did not think anything of it, but says when she refused Sokol's request for sex, he then assaulted her. Sokol, through his attorney, has denied the charges. If convicted, he faces up to 15 years in prison. And that's what's going on. And news brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. Brighton's preeminent jewelry store with a commitment to customer service, community involvement, honesty, professionalism, and of course, exquisite merchandise. If you're looking for something for the holidays, Mark and Barb Binkley are going shopping. They're heading to the diamond capital of the world. They and are. they want to buy a diamond just for you. Right. They're custom design. Leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when they'll be back. Well, actually, they do know. They'll come well, back they have once, they, once they do the shopping. And and let's not ever sing need. that on this podcast <laughs> again. Okay, fine. But uh, they offer something special for everyone. Recognize customer satisfaction is the sole purpose of their business. So if you're looking for something big, special for the holidays, right? contact Mark and Barb today. Go to cooperandbinkleyjewelers.com or stop in downtown Brighton on Main Street. And, and, say, and I want you to shop for a diamond for me when you right. go to the diamond capital of the and world. Then, you know, and then they'll also probably take your, your list if you want to, you know, if you have some other things you want them to buy. <laughs> yeah. Could you pick up some chocolate while you're there for me? They have and, good chocolate um, in Belgium? I have this list. Uh, yeah, Belgian chocolate. Ooh. You never had Belgian chocolate? I don't think I have. I mean, not that I could tell. Chocolate's chocolate. Uh, it's not all to say. Well, I agree. There's your difference between that waxy crap. I, I was going to say. And... And the good the stuff. The only kind of chocolate is like there's uh, crappy chocolate and good chocolate. Yeah. That's it. And even the crappy chocolate, I'll eat that. <laughs> In a pinch. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Not a shock, right? They also have designs from Simon G. and Zagani. That's not chocolate. That's jewelry. All <laughs> that's right. True. Cooper and Bingley Jewelers on Main Street in downtown Brighton. Right. Uh, let's see. Last night in our uh, Wednesday night trivia question, recent study found three quarters of adults... Had that's, one of these. That's seventy-five percent. It is. It's much like we scored on most of our tests, and that's why we're in a basement oh, doing a podcast. You got seventy-five <laughs> percent. Wow, good, I was a good student. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, C, C plus. <laughs> <laughs> Had one of these as a kid, and still have one today. Mm. Want to know what it is? Some of the answers were interesting. The, a lot of yeah. blankies or blankets or favorite special. pillows. Yeah. Our friend Mona pointed out, favorite pillow. There's a lot of that. Uh, Dawn said a fear of something. I could see, you know, right. usually there's those fears you have as a kid, whether it's swimming or clowns. Right. Speaking in public. <sighs> those kind of things usually don't go away. Sitting in a basement. Yeah. Oh. Um, favorite sports team. Yeah. Well, you have your homers. That's like, true. You know, I've always, Lions fan, you know, you're, you know what you're in for. Right. Uh, wings, Red Wings, Pistons, those kind of things. You have your favorite I, team. I gave up the Lions early. Yeah. At age nine, I'm like, no, I'm done. <laughs> and I went to the Dolphins, who haven't been great either, but certainly not the Lions. Yeah, tell us your favorite pa fa favorite player today on the Dolphins, John. The one that plays quarterback. That's the one. That guy. Yeah, the guy. You know, the that guy. Takes the hike. 
<laughs> they had a cool uniform, okay? Sure. <laughs> Very origin. <laughs> right, if you ask, who's last car? Uh, Marino? I, yeah, uh, Dan Marino. Uh, 30 years ago. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Dennis said a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I had a dollar when I was a yeah. kid. I still have one today. Yeah, still working on it. Yeah. Uh, 50 cents. Alicia says a cassette player. Ah. Yeah. You know what? Do you have a cassette I, player? I don't. I got rid of mine. I had a cassette player until about a year anymore. ago. About a year ago. I don't know if it like, works anymore. And I, uh, yeah, I finally said this has to That be. is a great guess, though. Right. Uh, an imaginary friend. Right. <laughs> I just talked to myself. Yeah. Uh, God, an he's attitude. Such a jerk, isn't he? Yeah, I know. All the time. I oh, Every sorry. day. Suzanne says a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you may have had a job as a well, sure, as a kid, as a paper boy, and well, <laughs> here we are in the basement again. <laughs> a pet or a pet peeve? Right. Those are great guesses. Very too. Very specific answer from Diane. Etch a sketch. Mm. So Diane apparently still has an etch a sketch. Yeah. A yo-yo says Lisa. You know, yo-yos were a thing back in the seventies, and I'm sure they were. You know, earlier on before then. Right. You know, when you're playing with your stick and your hoop. Um, <laughs> but Duncan yeah. kind of made that thing. You know, right. they, they had quite a run with the butterfly yo-yo and all the different yeah. styles. Did you mention pet? Yeah, pet okay. or pet yeah. peeve, too. A lot of people said pet. A birthmark? Yeah, you really can't get rid of those, can you? Well, no. I suppose you could have them surgically removed. We're not going to read Brandon's answer, but thank you for chiming no, in. I'm not going to see Brandon's answer. <laughs> uh, Tim said a Bible. Um, <laughs> that wasn't Brandon's answer? No, that was Brandon's was a little further away uh, on that one. Okay, then. Uh, it usually is. Saying, a favorite song. Yeah. I was at the gym this morning and I uh, heard Fox on the Run by Sweet. And I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, that, in sixth grade, that was a favorite song. I'm I leaving still like it. No, it's Fox on, on the a run. jet plane. No, no. no. Okay. Um, but our winner. Wait, Do I'm you still looking for Brandon's answer. <laughs> It's something you get as a teenager. Oh, is it and involve a? It has to do with something happens at hair. night while you're sleeping. No, oh, hair. oh, I didn't okay. know. <laughs> it has to do with hair. Okay, <laughs> not on your head or your face. I didn't say, oh, there I got it. Got it. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks, <laughs> <Not> Brandon. <laughs> hey, Curly. <laughs> <laughs> Clarence Thomas will tell you all about it. All right, and uh, finally, our winner, Sue Benton. <laughs> yes, congratulations, Sue. Sue Benton. The answer was a piggy bank or some form of piggy bank. Now, we almost have one here. Well, that's true. Uh, that's not the, a swear jar, but the, it's pretty Now, I'm going to say the word, but I, I'm saying it in context. No, so no this you is the, You say it, you pay. No, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm calling an exception. This because people have to explain what it is. It's, okay, what is this? You explain it then. It's it's like our swear jar for when John says the word indeed. Okay, because he found that as a, a, a it's a, a crutch. crutch. It's a verbal a, crutch. Indeed, right? Indubitably, you will say, and uh, and that's just one of those verbal things you throw yeah. out there, and then it, okay. you you kind of notice, it and you're like, ah, I say that a lot. I say that a lot. Yeah. All right. So, so I'm not going to say going, that word. Sue is going in the drawing courtesy of Firehouse Doors okay. for that LiftMaster 8365 garage door opener with two remotes and keyless entry pad. Now, if you don't have two cars, you can just carry one around on your belt loop <laughs> sure. if you want or in your purse. <laughs> look important. Whatever, whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> this is my garage door. <laughs> and the keyless entry pad. Yeah. 
installed, and they'll take away the old one. Right. By Firehouse Doors, who, by the way, have been serving Livingston County residents for the past 24 years. They've also been sponsoring this program since it started. It's at least not 24 years. Not Uh, A family-owned business. They strive to treat each customer like family. Veteran-owned Mike Witt, a proud U.S. Air Force veteran. Firehouse Doors is your one-stop shop for residential, commercial, and rolling steel overhead door needs. And for the past 21 years, verging on 22, Firehouse Doors has been Livingston County's only authorized distributor for CHI overhead doors. The top name in overhead doors. Call Firehouse Doors today. 810-599-7480. I was looking at another one, uh, another one of these answers. Uh, somebody said, like a favorite toy or a teddy bear. Yeah. Like a stuffed animal. I had a chicken. You still have the chicken, don't you? <laughs> I do. You want me to go get Cluck? <laughs> no, I think I, Cluck Cluck should be I, I sent to. Yeah. No. <laughs> what is your attachment? You leave Cluck Cluck. What is it? What is the attachment? <laughs> well, he's sitting. He's in a Ziploc bag in a cabinet somewhere. You know? Oh, suffocate! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh, cluck, I don't know why, but I was a little kid, anymore. for whatever reason, I ended up with a stuffed chicken. I don't know if I saw it and wanted it, yeah. if my parents bought it for me, if some aunt or whatever gave it to me. I have no idea. It wasn't a gift from an old girlfriend. <laughs> Here you go, chicken. <laughs> Who you calling chicken? You call me chicken? Call chicken. <laughs> okay. Wasn't that in... Um, was that Back to the Future? Back to the Future. Two. Oh, no, it was in all of them. Yeah, yeah. Chicken. Who you call him chicken? Yeah. Biff. <laughs> all right. Hey, Biff. That was Biff calling Georgia yeah. chicken. People named Biff. All right. Um, Rich Perlberg joining us for the... Is uh, he called Biff? Should we call him Biff? I don't know. Let's, you know, another, we, one of the answers was nickname. Uh, I wonder if old Perlberg had a nickname. Uh, we'll find out. The Pearl. Yeah. Rich the Pearl Perlberg. Yeah. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, Rich. Hey, uh, before we get into uh, the less you know today, um, in our trivia question, three quarters of people had one of these as a kid and now have it as an adult. Uh, the correct answer was a piggy bank. But oh, one of the other answers... I thought it was an inferiority complex. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, one of the other answers that, uh, that was pretty good in common was uh, a nickname. And we were wondering if you, if you had a nickname. Yeah, do you have a nickname? You know, like, you know the Pearl? Mine was JJ. I, I, I had one that I've kept it a secret and I'm not about to reveal it now, but uh, when I was starting to play sports in high school, um, I was called Flash. Flash. Now, not, was that said ironically? Uh, most definitely, ah. yes. <laughs> well, of course it is. Well, let's do the whisperings here. Right. Oh. Flash. Hey, Flash. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was very ironic. I was short, but I was slow. Well, short yeah, and slow. You had that going for you. <laughs> <laughs> that can fit in a few arenas. It's because I'm short, isn't it? <laughs> He's short and slow. <laughs> okay, Flash. See, see the Scott report. Know Flash would, uh, you know, <laughs> they're kind of contradictory, right? <laughs> you no, know, I mean, I was, I, I had a tough sports life. I, yeah. uh, I was the motivator for the coaches used to the other guys when they were, when we were running sprints <laughs> in basketball. Gosh, even Pearlberg beached him. Oh, <laughs> see now, now you know you could get that coach or teacher in trouble. Yeah, you know, he made fun of me. Well, he did. Yeah. He was. Um, he obviously is making me feel bad. He yeah. was a history teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. My wrestling coach was also my history teacher, and uh, uh, 
I'm not. I don't. I don't want to cast aspersions on wrestling coaches and their knowledge of American history. Wait, but. wait a minute. You were a wrestling. You wrestled. Or no, you no, just, no. You had I'm him for history. The, the, okay. the school's wrestling coach was our history teacher, yeah. and uh, I don't want to say that I knew more than he did, but I knew more than he did. <laughs> but, but you just did. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I had. I had an interesting. My basketball coach was also our math. Uh, teacher of a higher level math class that he was pretty good okay. and his name was Kit Carson which wow. was kind of a wow wow sounds like a fighter yeah. in but, uh, this corner uh, yeah, most, of, most of our coaches were history teachers for some reason but this guy taught uh, we had a football coach who taught art and we had a basketball coach who taught, taught math yeah I wow. learned pretty quickly uh, in that history course when he would say something wrong and he often would and I'd be like um actually oh uh, you were the cliff Raven yeah, of it uh, history it class. didn't take long except i was right it didn't take long <laughs> for me to realize i should probably just yeah. shut up yes yeah that probably made you very you probably appreciated that a lot yeah. oh, oh, man, oh yeah goofing up a lot but that john he, yeah. he corrects me a lot oh yeah I should, you know how I that should, is <laughs> i should thank him someday yeah which kind of ties into what we're going to talk about today in a in a loose way wow yeah uh talking about uh you know these school board races going on uh you know, across the country, but but specifically in Livingston County, some very heated up school yeah, board some races. Yeah, contentious stuff going on that here. Normally, these don't draw much attention at all. Normally, they don't draw much attention. Yeah, yeah that's an understatement. And now you got you got signs from one end of the county to the other about school board candidates. Yeah, I had years ago a guy told me that uh, the school board. The, the school board seats were generally filled by the uh, by the moms who led the uh, pizza sales for the sure. PTA, you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> that was a little bit derogatory, but but yeah, it's become. I mean, to the point not only are they contentious, but you've got slates running, and the one the one almost in every district there's a, there's a slate that's not only pushed by the Moms for Liberty, but also the local Republican Party is endorsed. Well, if and you then, go if you go back about a year, uh, I, I believe the Livingston County Republican Party started posting notices about having trainings for folks that they yeah, wanted to run for school that. board. Good point. And uh, so this is—it's uh, not just incidental. This was a—this is a process to basically, I think, politicize what are ostensibly supposed to be nonpartisan races. Yeah, you know, people get caught up in a nonpartisan. That doesn't mean you can't have political thoughts, but you, it's not supposed to be driven by uh, by political dogma. You know, the idea is how can we best have a, a publicly funded school district for our children. <laughs> that's, so, that's so quaint. <laughs> I know, I know. I feel like I'm at a, another time, but it, it uh, yeah, it's it's with this ticket harsh. It's so involved, and I and I I don't know the the particulars in all five of the major school districts, but it seems to me that a lot of positions are open. Where if if this say Moms for Liberty slate was successful, they could pretty much take over the boards. They're going to have three or four members. It just seems like, you know, it's it's gotten way beyond what's best for the kids to learn in school these days. It's just taken a whole, everything seems to have taken a political spin, and you just wonder, can we just, you know, not go that way for once, here and there? Well, there was a a columnist who was writing a piece about it, and he goes, 
this has become the point where school boards are going to be jumping off positions for political careers. Right. You run for school board and then you go to a higher office. Mm. And I don't know when that has ever happened before. You know, my experience has been I've known several school board members in different districts through the years who've done it. It is one of, it has been, and I hope it remains in a certain sense, it's one of the hardest jobs out there to do a school board position right. People think you just, oh, I just show up at a meeting and I so I vote yes or no. This is good, that is bad. And it's like, no. There's a lot of homework <laughs> involved in oh, being so on that's a school why board. I don't, that's why I don't get involved in that. I mean, there <laughs> should homework. be at least. And I, I you know, would, uh, my assumption is that for a lot of these folks who are suddenly very interested in being on school boards because they have one or two particular issues that they are very hyper-focused on that I think there's a sense of like, I'll just show up at the board meeting and I'll just say yes or no. And they're they're not necessarily going to be involved in like doing the homework in terms of like budgeting, curriculum, policy. There's a lot that goes into this that should go into it. There's a lot to be knowledgeable about it, but I think I think a lot of folks used to say that a school board's job was was from thirty thousand feet. You you looked over it. You hired professionals. I mean, you don't do the budgeting yourself. You generally have a uh, a, a business manager who, who knows the details. But you ask them questions you, and you and you direct them and say, "This is where we're going to go." I, I think some of them are going to find that in some areas you're limited on what you can do. Right. You've got a contract in place that pretty much sets your budget. That's 75 percent of your budget. But where things can get hairy really fast is they hire the superintendent if the superintendent pushes back at all that 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 person could be gone and that can be an expensive uh proposition for one thing most superintendents have what they call three-year annually rollover contracts so even if you want to fire them it takes two or three years well we certainly saw a lot of that over the past uh, 15 years what are you you talking about howell almost had (laughs) sam has had a wheel of uh superintendents (laughs) spinning who is it this year you know they they just came and went all the time and and that was before you had all these other issues at place right but to turn it into a, a CRT and an anti-grooming uh, uh, campaign, which which I think is what this is about. Oh, I mean, a lot of it is. Right. They say uh, indoctrination, not education. Um, well, and again, that's, that's push. Uh, and of course, the, they're, they're, they're just outright falsehoods. I mean, a, a lot of what's being pushed that, you know, students are being indoctrinated or, yes, you know, yes. it, it's just, it's, it's simply untrue. And it doesn't matter how much you can point out that it's untrue. Uh, they just wish to believe it to be true. Therefore, it is true. But you hit upon something really interesting, Rich, before that I think is worth noting. The notion of how, how rare is that? Yeah, I know, right? Way this to go, down. Flash. <laughs> <laughs> of you know, uh, you're limited in a lot of what you can do, and especially I've seen some of these candidates who have talked about we're going to get rid of federal funding for our schools, and you're like, yeah, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, first of all, they don't even understand how schools are funded, and. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, schools like Livingston County get very little federal funding. Most of that goes to, to you know, uh, low-income schools and things like sure. that. Right, but there is federal funding that is tied yes. to... to, is, and, to that, and that comes with some strings, right. as they say. Well, there's like the, there's the ESSER funding. I mean, those are federal funds that come through that schools okay. absolutely depend on. And, of course, most schools are funded by local property taxes. Uh, and, um, uh, and and so uh, in, in the school formula, per, the per-student you know, formula right. that uh, comes through the state budget. 
So, absolutely, but federal funds are, are, are a part of that. They're tied into that. And again, it just shows, I guess, a complete lack of understanding about how school funding is, is achieved and what you, the limitations of what you can do. Um, also, the notion that you're just going to come in and we're going uh, to rewrite the curriculum, you know. It's probably not going to happen. But, but, but you, you bring up a good point, though. I can, I can see this happening. I mean, it, it, at the county level, they, you've, got a, you've got a group that probably has the same mentality towards government, was actually turned down federal funding. Right. So it's not impossible to see a majority on the school board doing the same thing to show their independence. Well, uh, and it, this brings to I, mind, though, what is the... Be nervous. I'd be nervous if I was a superintendent or a teacher. Right. I'd be very nervous. Well, uh, I'd be more nervous if I was a teacher, because teachers don't have rolling three-year contracts no. <laughs> that no, will pay them six-figure six pluses. Uh, some protection. Sure. From, from of course they do. Of course they do. And you as they should. just walk in, and right. you can make life miserable for them, though. Right. Well, and, and they already are. They, they already are making it miserable. Don't they have a hard enough time keeping you know. teachers, uh, you know, ever since uh, COVID has happened, too, you know, just getting Teachers. There's been, there's been a lot of early. Yeah. I think I've read a lot of early retirements. Early retirements. Yeah. Not as many people going into it, but so make it harder for them to, to do their they're, job. They're talking about. It's ironic. They're talking about indoctrination, and up till a few years ago, the whole thing was, well, our kids aren't learning anything. So yeah. now all of a sudden they become sponges well, for all this indoctrination. Well, <laughs> exactly. It's like parental rights when it comes to things like, uh, you know, masks. Uh, you know, oh, you can't make my kid wear a mask or you can't make my kid, you know, do contact tracing. You know, that's where this whole parental rights thing came in. And now it's like, uh, well, only for parents that <laughs> rights for only parents we approve of and only for things that we think are proper. Yeah, it's parental rights if you if you agree with us. But here's the thing, and, and I probably make it too simplistic, but that's my job here. Uh, how about if I, 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 I agree with you, this stuff about indoctrination is, is foolish. But here's here's a suggestion. When your kid comes home from school, talk to them, and and if you don't like what they're being taught, uh, have a discussion with them. I just I just don't understand why there's all this fear of uh, of your kids being uh, well loaded with false information. Who was it? it was was it Dixon who was just asked? He was talking about all the horrible things going on at the schools, and uh, and the reporter jerk that he was said can you give us some examples of course she couldn't well not only that the reporter from michigan advance said can you cite some examples of pornography in k-12 education and dixon tried to define it to her she mom-splained pornography to her well you see it's when two naked people engage and i'm like oh, what is happening here? That's the Bible, by the way. <laughs> and then, and then she offered to send her porn. You know, I can send you some if you want. And you're like, did a gubernatorial candidate just <laughs> offer to send pornography to a reporter? I'm like, what <laughs> is going on? I'm thinking I may have to go to her website. Well, so, is it is it good? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this or, is, or is uh, what? Is there a guy seen this? That's just Cinemax or? stuff. That's nothing. <laughs> Amateur. All right. I think we've taken this <laughs> off the rails well, that's, again. That's what we do. But, uh, you well. know, I, I would just, before we close, I would just say this. My, my question is this for a lot of these folks that want to come and quote unquote reform education through the school board process is I question their commitment to public education to begin with. I think that there is an underlying agenda here to starve public education of funding and to gut it. 
and uh, all we have to do is look towards Betsy DeVos and what she wants to do. And so I just think you have to you have to go in and question. You cannot just say I'm going to vote for this person because they seem nice. Well, they seem nice. Oh, here's a picture of them with their kids. She seems nice. He seems nice. What's their agenda? All right. And the agenda, I think, for and my well, again, you're asking people to do homework, John. (laughs) My mistake. Yeah, this is not the show for that. No. uh, No. Is there? There is a bigger question. You need to get beyond the political stuff. There are challenges for education. How do you? You know, uh, there, there's a guy who writes, uh, uh, he, he's very critical of public education, not for the reasons these folks are. He points out that, uh, uh, and I don't know if this is true or not, but it's a statistic, so let's go with it, uh, that of, of all the people who took foreign languages in school, only 1% can speak them reasonably well. So his his argument is nobody's learning anything in school anyway. If if you come from a a good supportive home where where there's, you're probably doing well. If you come from a home where there's all sorts of difficulties, you don't do as well. Do schools really add much? And I, I think I think there's probably few that have bigger challenges in the school district trying to trying to be all things to all people. But there are legitimate ways you can try to reform and help school districts do their jobs better. This isn't it. All right, I think we'll leave it at that. Flash. Flash has spoken. Well, okay, short and slow. All right. <laughs> SNS, we'll talk to you again next week. Just don't call me SNS. <laughs> All right, Rich, thanks. <laughs> All right, the less you know with Rich yeah. Perlberg here and, on Thursdays and with Mike and John. Fulfilled that. Oh, crap. Here, I'll put a battery in as a voucher. Hold on, hold on. No, wait, hold on. Hold you, on. You Take the battery. Yeah, save the you know battery. What? We yeah. might need that. All right. This is kind of a cheap one. It's a no-name battery. It's not an ever, ever last or ever ready. Oh, look at that dollar. It's a buck. Look at that. All right. Put that in there. No, well, you're short about five, but... <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've got I've got more, because, you know... You got more? I could say it again. Richter. <laughs> Richter and Associates I Property Management, uh, one of our sponsors, we appreciate him. Licensed real estate brokers, rental property experts here in Livingston County, also Genesee and Oakland Counties too. 40 years plus experience in the property management business. They're located in downtown Howell. Want to talk to them today? 517-540-9560 or check out their website, richterassoc.com. They've got a property available in Fowlerville coming soon right. on Sycamore River Drive. And that website, richterassoc.com, that's R-I-C-H-T-E-R-A-S-S-O-C.com. Say it with me, R-I-C-H-T-E-R-A-S-S-O-C.com. I lip-synced it. How's that? <laughs> you did very good. I didn't want to interrupt you. Well, that's good. Our Why two, start now? Our two-cent history lesson, um, today is biscotti day, by the way. Huh. When's the last time you had a biscotti? I don't like biscotti. I don't either. Uh, it's, it's a day. stale muffin or whatever the hell it is. It, yeah, it is. It's, kind of, like, it's, a, it's a stick, know, isn't it? Like, oh, this I is so good. I'm like, okay. No, it's biscotti. You just like yeah. saying biscotti. That, that's <laughs> it's all. Italian. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a biscotti. It, hey. Or <laughs> well, here we are indulging in the worst a, stereotypes. Is it a biscotti? Yeah. No, it's a biscotti. Mm. And it, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hey, to each their own. Okay. <laughs> Well, I guess if we get one that's covered with yeah. chocolate, that wouldn't be too bad. But people like to dip it in their tea or their Well, that's what you're supposed to, you I know. guess. And I'm, But I'm it like, is basically a stale piece of so bread. It's so damn crunchy, I, I, I don't know. you got to soften it up somehow. It's a biscotti, also known as Kentucci. 
<laughs> oh, Scott Biscotti yeah. Peducci? Yeah. I know that guy. It comes from the Tuscan city of Prado. Twice baked oblong shaped dry crunchy. Boy, just mmm. Oozes flavor, doesn't oh, it? Oh yeah. Twice baked oblong shaped and dry and crunchy. Yeah, give me a bunch of those. Well, it is National Biscotti Day, okay, so sorry. you can have two. Yeah. Or uh, don't forget, it's also a Cantucci. Okay. <laughs> it's like Star Carvelli's buddy. Uh, National VFW Day okay. and World Heart Day. We look at the cardiovascular system. Yeah. Have World a heart. heart day. I mean, yeah. Our two cent history lesson, don't, by the don't way. Don't take somebody else's heart. Day. Brought to you by Unless they're a donor. Right? Oakland Insurance. Oh, sorry. Drew Goble. At Oakland Insurance and Michigan-based. Drew likes a good biscotti. Frank Muth Insurance. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> you know, he promises some alcohol-infused eclairs at one point. We never got any. Maybe you went to the wrong address. <laughs> so, anyway, call Drew Goble at Oakland Insurance or Michigan-based Frank Muth Insurance, providing peace of mind. They believe the best relationships are honest, upfront, and fair. Call Drew Goble at Oakland Insurance, 248-647-2500. Hold on, i got to get this biscotti off my screen. <laughs> It won't go away. Oh, the biscotti won't leave. All right. It was on this day in 1789. Oh, my pen wasn't. <laughs> Sorry. Are you hearing that in your headphones? <laughs> Just ask it. 1789, the U.S. War Department established a regular army of several hundred men. Mm. Several hundred. Well, it was early, you know. 1789. It's on this day in 1967. The governor of Tennessee declared it Elvis Presley Day, 1967. Uh -huh. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Seven people in Chicago area died on this day in 1982 uh -huh. after unwittingly taking extra strength Tylenol. And this led to the safety cap. Right. Did it or did it not? It did. The whole safety seal. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's been uh, poisoned. Anti tampering. Right. Seal. Which and sometimes now, they don't make any sense. It's, now it can get to yeah. the point where it's just frustrating. It's like, I got a headache. Right. And now my headache's worse because I got to take off this plastic seal. <laughs> right. Then I got to screw or, the top a certain I'm way. I'm trying to tear at it with a like, like a jackal and a. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now my blood pressure's up because I got a headache because right. I can't open the damn Tylenol right. bottle. All right, <laughs> but it was for it, it was a good thing. Right. Yep. Okay. Kind of like it better when they have the aluminum foil on the top. Right. As some opposed are, to some of them, it's like some are super easy. How long has this been on here for? And you can tell, like the, the the manufacturer actually spent some money to make this as easy as possible. It's a safety seal, and I can just peel it right off. Sure. One piece done. No others. No. Instead, I got to get up my There's little, little my little pieces knife, left. Or they have that little tab on the side, which they do with peanut butter tops, <laughs> <laughs> that you're trying to peel right. it off, and then you have half of it right. off. Right. <laughs> and then you're like, you couldn't make this tab just a little, little bit bigger. No. 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 <laughs> so then you pull it off, and half of it rips off. Then you got to take the other half off. <sighs> Life is hard. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's so hard. First world problems. <laughs> All right. While traveling on his motorbike in 1989 from Los Angeles, Bruce Springsteen stopped by Matt's Saloon in Prescott, Arizona. Well, who wouldn't? The boss pulls up on a hog. Yeah. Not to be confused with Boss Hog. 
or the hog pulls up on a bus. Jammed whatever. with the house band for an hour. Can you imagine that? <laughs> How cool is that? Springsteen shows yeah. up. He overheard a woman at the bar at Matt's Saloon talking about her financial problems concerning medical bills. A week later, the woman received a check from the boss for $100,000. What? And at that point, people just started showing up at the bar. <laughs> um, yes, my tax bill is outrageous. Oh, oh Bruce isn't here? Oh, never, never mind. mind. I'll have another beer. <laughs> 1990, Millie's book by First Lady Barbara Bush mm. featuring her dog. Millie. Right, because it was Millie's well, book. Put that together. Yeah. It was the best-selling nonfiction book in the U.S. See, so, yeah. Uh, Millie's book. So Barbara Bush, uh, and this is the... Uh, uh, 1990s. Right, the, so the original First Lady. Bush, you know, not the original. I'm saying the first yeah. Mrs. Bush. The first Mrs. Bush. First Lady. Not to be confused with the second First Lady. Which was Laura Bush. Laura Bush. Right. So Barbara Bush. Right. Anyway. She wrote the first, because I don't think there was a dog book or a pet book by a presidential administration prior to that. I think Millie was the first one. Right. Because then we talked about last week how I think the Socks, Socks the Cat yeah. came out later that was written by uh, Hillary Clinton. Right, you know. Written by Hillary. Right. Anyway. Um, so, does he think she had a little help on that? Just ask. I mean, 1994, the U.S. House voted to end the practice of lobbyists buying meals and entertainment yeah. for members of Congress. Well, that fixed it. No more strip clubs <laughs> and big-ass right. steaks. Right. But I'm a congressman. Yeah. But if I drop this dollar bill in front of you, <laughs> I'm not giving it to you. I just happened to... Oops. Oops. Did how did that, that fall out of my... How did that hundred fall right there? Did that fall out <laughs> of my that. tip cup? You know, if I just happened to be eating lunch... And you're at the same table as me, and I ordered two meals for me. <laughs> but I'm not as hungry as I thought I was. Well, it's like splitting a meal. Well, yeah. Sharing That's a meal. Not, I didn't buy it for you. Right. I bought it for me. See, problem solved. Yes, exactly. It's on this day in 2002. 20 years ago today, Kelly Clarkson, who won American Idol, mm. started a two-week run at number one with the hit single, A Moment Like This. Okay. Now she's have she's on a talk show. Oh, yeah, she's, she's selling stuff for what is it, Wayfair, Mayfair? Right. Something like that. Meanwhile, let's go back to Justin, the guy she beat. <laughs> Remember him? What happened to Justin? Yeah, I don't know. He's panhandling somewhere. Welcome to Walmart. He's at the Sailor's Bar in uh, Arizona. <laughs> so anyway, my <laughs> well, if he went to Mad Saloon, he might have run into yeah. the bar. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, so uh, yeah, yeah. If yeah. the boss is here, he's. You know what? You know what Justin's doing. If it weren't for that Kelly, <laughs> I'd have been something. All right, we got to find out. Justin, I don't. Was even it Garani or something like that? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. And finally, it was on the stay in 2004. Keith Moon's five-piece drum kit, wow. custom-made for the Who's drummer in 1968, sold for two hundred fifteen thousand seven hundred seventy-two dollars in London to an American collector, set the world record for a set of drums, the price paid. Now I was thinking about this. Uh-oh. <laughs> Obviously, Keith needs more money because the Who is on their ninth, 10th, 12th farewell tour. 
Keith's dead. Well, he's not on, <laughs> on the tour with him, but no. his memory is. Right. You <laughs> <laughs> always got to be smart. Now go I know how your history teacher felt, okay? <laughs> now I know how your history Let's go to Keith Moon and his memory on the drums. Just silence. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking, if I was, if I was into huh. rock memorabilia and I wanted a drum set, would it have been Keith Moon from The Who's that I would want? Probably not. I, I don't know. Why not? No, if you had your choice okay. of well, then rock I would, drummers, I'd you, go, you'd, I'd go you'd go Neil, Neil. Yeah, I'd go Neil. Peter. Yeah. Number one, you're going to get more drum for your buck because that thing is like 800 pieces of drum. We wouldn't have room in the... You know, no. no this, uh, yeah. No. yeah. But, uh, but as far as famous drummers, I mean, the thing about Keith Moon, and I think it was the same thing with John Bonham, they had this completely offbeat way of drumming. Yeah. I mean, Keith Moon looked like he was having some sort of seizure when he was up there <laughs> drumming, but somehow it worked. But uh, that so you so you'd go yeah. for Neil. I'd go for Neil. Yeah. yeah. Oh uh, uh, no! I mean, if I had my choice, yeah, I'd take yeah. Ringo's. Take Ringo. I take Ringo's. I take the original. 1964 yeah, just Beatles that little set. Yeah, this the oh, yeah. That's the one. See, I would I would be right along the same lines with it. Probably be Mickey's from the Monkees. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> cool. We'll go on. All right, and and he's the only remaining monkey left. Well, yeah. So I would want his drum set. So if anybody's oh, out there shopping for I mean, Christmas presents, don't take his drum set away. It's all he's got. Well, I'm sure. He's <laughs> <laughs> Give me your drums. Here's Mickey. <laughs> now he just tours and has yeah. somebody else play the drums. Well, yeah, but the ones Wouldn't from the you? show. No. Yeah, that's the one I want. Okay, fair enough. All right. Or that, what about the mosquitoes? Oh, now you're talking. <laughs> bingo, bango, bongo, and Irving. Irving, right? From Gilligan's I Island. Was Why one. do I know this yeah. crap? Well, who knows? By the way, Justin Garani, who yeah. was the runner-up to Kelly What's Clarkson, he doing now? He's a Broadway actor. He's actually had a, oh, wow. he's had a decent career, so good for him. Yeah. What You know, do they bill it as, and Justin from America? Uh, you have I, to wonder, you right, if that, uh, yeah, got All right, that's your two-cent history oh, lesson brought to you by our friends at Oakland Insurance, Drew Goble and Company. Call today. Two four eight six four seven twenty five hundred. All right. Thanks, Drew. That's right. All right. Want to remind you again uh, about the uh, fundraiser this weekend for uh, Lieutenant Steve Moore, uh, raising money for him. Uh, Steve is in hospice uh, with pancreatic cancer, uh, so raising money to try and help out his family. And of course, that's going on at the Howell Elks Club this weekend. There's a silent auction going on there from four till ten. Uh, also, a GoFundMe. Uh, right. has been set up, and you'll find all that on our Facebook page um, at uh, uh, Mike and John Got It Going On on Facebook. Well, actually, and then, oh, it's just on our Facebook page? We it's on it? Facebook, yeah. All right, it's on we, our we, Facebook page. We made page. it easy for you. Yeah. So, so go there and, and uh, help out Steve and his family. All right. I want to thank Murphy's Family Auto for uh, being a sponsor here on Mike and John Got It Going On. If you've got car, car troubles, Murphy's Family Auto, the ones to call, 517-552-3040. Ring stop by. Even on Saturdays between 8 and 1. They're open on Saturday for your convenience. Tell them Mike and John sent you. You'll save 5% on your bill. Murphy's Family Auto. Your car knows. And online, murphysfamilyauto.com. Hey, you know, tomorrow's Friday. The great Bonnie Run. So, this is Friday Eve. With Mike and John. Sure. Tune in next time. Talk if you to want. Rhonda at Torch 180. We will. Catch up. They've got their big Glow 5K run going on Saturday night. Mount Brighton. We'll talk a little more about that in case yeah. you're looking for something to do for fun. That'll be a blast.